This is Brian, and I support Fulham FC, and I just did a podcast with a gooner and a toffee who know fucking nothing about football. You have been listening to the DU Football Show. And all three of those teams collectively, along with the other 17, had a shit fucking weekend. Absolutely, they did. I might not know a lot about football, but I know it was as, this weekend was as exciting as two bald men fighting over a comb. I can count the number of times I've thought of another bald man for a comb on my hand. That's zero. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, yay, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, or sometimes affectionately called the Drink Up Ninja Podcast. (laughs) A recap of the weekend's English Premier League action is told by two common American <laughs> schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston. No, Cross- no, it's not. <laughs> Say your name. Oh. <laughs> Say Ross, your name. Ross Mongoose Robinson. <laughs> and across and the I'm way- Matt Lanza, <laughs> also Drunker. known as Drunker. <laughs> yeah. And across the way from me is my co-host, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank a- you. AI is so much fun, isn't <laughs> it? It is. He comes around. up with I the wackiest shit ever. <laughs> Ross Mongoose Robinson. <laughs> and uh, the assistant one, Mr. Holmes, for uh, writing up the Drink Up um, podcast. The Drink Up the Ninja. The Drink Up Ninja, yeah. <laughs> drink Up Ninja. <laughs> Where Ninja comes from, I have no idea. None whatsoever. Uh, we're recording at Studio H just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Uh, should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. Uh, on all of the social medias, that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, we are at Show, And then Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Going to beat this uh, uh, over and over again. Please find Drunkard United FC on Facebook. It's our closed group, and that's where all of the banter takes place. A lot of good stuff on there. Yep. A lot of really, really good stuff. A lot stuff of fun. So make sure you check that out. Speaking of emails, uh, our boy uh, Marshall, uh, who asked the question about whiskey about a month ago, yep. has gotten back in touch with us. Uh, he ended up trying the Wyoming whiskey. He didn't do the, the Woodford uh, in, or yeah. in Makers. He just went with the Wyoming. Said he loved it. He drank it neat, and then he drank it over ice, and he had it with some tacos, and he said it was amazing, and the bottle didn't last long. And I asked him what his preference was, and he said he preferred it a little bit more over ice. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, good. From now on, take a little sip of it neat just to see what it tastes like. After that, drink it on ice, because if that's how you like it. That's how you like it. Drink it, it also ch- like it. it ice uh, also changes whiskey a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Can open it up a little bit. What we're going to talk about <laughs> here in a few moments, um, this one uh, – improved mm-hmm. with ice. I mean, it was good on its own, but it needed the ice. It definitely needed the yep. ice. So his next question to us is, where should I go next on this journey? I wouldn't mind trying something with a little smoke. So I'm open to try anything. Now, I in, in that world, that then says typically go barley, right? Just mm-hmm. in general, because 
You're going to have smoke in some Irish single malts. Uh, you're going to have peat smoke in some of your um, Scottish single malts. Mm -hmm. And you will have smoke also in some American single malts as well. So yes. uh, it depends on the smoke flavor you're going for. Um, my preference is the peat smoke, but I wouldn't direct you there first, to be honest. What I would say is there's a specific <laughs> whiskey that comes to mind, that leaps to mind, mm -hmm. that is a good intro to peat smoke. Okay. Um, if you can still find it, it is the Glenfiddich Fire and Cane. Mm -hmm. It was one of their experimental series. So it is a lightly peated Glenfiddich, which mm -hmm. is a space side, which you don't normally get peated anymore. Right. Um, but I would do that. It's finished in rum casks, which get the fire and cane. So the fire being the smoking of the mm -hmm. the peat moss, and then the um, the cane being the the rum barrel. Um, so it has a nice sweetness up front, and then it finishes uh, with just a hint of peat smoke. It's not overly peaty at all. Uh, you don't get any of the iodine or any of that that you get from Isla Scotches. It'd be, it might be a good intro for you. Also, not ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Uh, then the other, for Irish, I'm really preferable to Glendalock, but Glendalock also finishes their single malts as well. So to keep it on a real simple front, just standard old red breast, like a red yeah, breast single red malt breast, 12 year. It's not bad. You know, not, not it's, it's going to have a little bit of smoke to it. But it's not going to be any kind of a direct smoke. Like, it's not going to be campfire smoke or iodine smoke or, you know, it'll just have a little smoke to it. On an American front, now this is a weird one, but there's a group out of Arizona that make a single malt and it's called Delback. And uh, I've had you try this before. Well, obviously, Arizona is not known for having a lot of uh, peat because it's a fucking desert. But they did a mesquite smoke. And... All I remember was when I was drinking it is I kept saying, I shouldn't like this. And yet I kept drinking it. This should be hokey. Like it's mesquite, like it's a barbecue. I shouldn't, I kept drinking it. And then the bottle was gone. So I guess I fucking liked it. If I kept fucking drinking it and it was just a very odd, quirky, very fun whiskey. And the mesquite didn't give it a like it didn't have a barbecue taste to it, right? Which was what I thought it would it was have, gonna have. Yeah, but it was just legitimately like the smell of mesquite wood before you put your meat on the smoker. When you just smell the mesquite wood, that's exactly what it had that kind of flavor, you know? Right. So I know I said meat on the grill. <laughs> I was giggling at Delback. I'm like, is that the cousin of D back or yeah. is that D's first name? I, I was going to make a joke about you saying that I shouldn't like this, but I do about White Claws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've, we heard all that, had... I've heard that before Damn. last summer. <laughs> Graham, you and I get credit for being very patient on our yeah. jokes and not stomping all over him like we did yeah. in soundcheck. I know, right? Hey, you lucky I fucks with the black cherry. That's all <laughs> I got to say. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. It was a shitty weekend of footy. It absolutely so, was. So we decided to give you kids numero uno with a bullet. Sammy, tell us about the number one whiskey from Whiskey Advocate. I will. I had one more quick recommendation if oh, I, please if do. I may. Please uh, do. Where does Marshall live, by the way? Do we know that? I don't recall okay. specifically. Because I don't know if you'll be able to find it there, but there is a brand in Southern Virginia called um, Wasman's. They have the brand name Copper Fox, and they also have Wasman's. And mm -hmm. Wasman's Single Malt is um, lightly smoked as well. 
Okay, very um, good. It's in another uh, American single malt, all produced. Method Distiller, very nice guy, hardworking mm-hmm. dude. Um, but they are down uh, <laughs> in the area of Virginia that does a lot of reenactments. Williamsburg. <laughs> Sorry, brain fart. Heard. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was a wide breath when we're talking about Virginia. You've got a couple different centuries of reenactments yeah. that happen. <laughs> Not even official reenactments. Just history repeating itself in some cases. (laughs) Sorry, did I say that out loud? Spicy. Um, All right, so we have the Larceny Barrel Proof, which as Sam uh, alluded, actually didn't allude to it, you just outright said it. It is the number one uh, whiskey of the year in Whiskey Advocates twenty top 20 of 2020. Uh, This is a weeded bourbon. The panel rating was 95, um, which features wheat rather than rye as their secondary grain to corn. Uh, they've attracted legions of devotees in recent years, despite being relatively few compared to their rye counterparts. Weeders like Pappy Van Winkle have achieved rock star status, putting them out of reach for many of us. So when we taste a widely available weeded bourbon that displays the soft, sweet, fruity profile of that style, we have to take note of it. Larceny Barrel Proof, uh, our whiskey of the year, delivers on weeded bourbon's appeal and then some. Big and powerful, it enters the ring at 61.1% by volume. That is a 122.2 proof. This is a big boy. I think by far the biggest one we've had. Yeah, for uh, particularly for an American whiskey, that's for damn sure. Yep. Uh, it floats across the palate with stunning grace and subtlety. It's weeded mash bill, a delicate counterpoint to its formidable proof. It begins with a flurry of sweet bakery aromas, honey bun, angel food cake, I got more pound cake personally yeah. and, and, uh, apple pie a la mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the palate dazzles with notes of creme brulee, uh, chocolate drizzled caramel, honey, roasted peanuts and lashings of baking spice followed by a lengthy finish loaded with cinnamon, more chocolate and robust spice water helps unleash layers of these flavors. But larceny barrel proof is amazingly enjoyable. Even at full proof, no easy thing for a whiskey this big. Yeah, it's 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 fucking lovely, and only uh, about fifty bucks on the shelf. Yeah, it's not that expensive, and honestly, you're not. I mean, right now, finding that bottle is damn near close to impossible because everyone's looking for that bottle. Like I know in Virginia, in state stores, they release them uh, about once a month, and it's on a Friday. And everybody's standing in front of the store and they have three bottles and the first three people that walk in, get their bottle. Yep. Like that's how that kind of shit rolls. Um, but <clears throat> their standard regular old larceny that's at a normal 90 proof, um, had a bottle of that the other day. I haven't drank it much. I had had it before, but never really kind of sat down with a bottle to get a vibe for it. It's a lovely weeder. It really is. And, what this whiskey here, I think, shows is the ability for a wheat whiskey to have some backbone. Have some body still. Yeah, because normally a lot of wheaters tend to be a little a little soft, a little a little nuanced is the word I always like to use. And, yeah, they ain't lying about a, a, a cinnamon backbone. That's something you would expect from a, from a rye-based bourbon, not from a wheater. Yeah. It's, it's excellent. I'm, I'm absolutely very deserving of numero uno. Yeah, so far, yeah. yeah. I mean, we still have a couple others to taste to <clears throat> to finally decide on our our mantle. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is it's excellent. It's probably going to land for me in the top five. Yeah, easily uh, this uh, year. Yeah, I think last year were we did we both ultimately think the Doers Twenty One was 
better than the Dickel. I think so. And I think, yeah, definitely yeah. than the Dickel. Yeah. I mean, the Dickel was good, but I, 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 think, I think both of us at the time said that it was non-deserving of number one. Yeah. It deserved I mean, to be on the list, but it but didn't not deserve one. to be number one. Yeah. This, this, yeah, th- this is very, very good. This is going to be hard to beat. I um, think this is probably my front runner right now. The number two whiskey, the Knob 12, was damn good. Yeah. And, and certainly, I think, deserves its I accolade. really, really enjoyed the Wee Beastie. Our <laughs> yeah. bag. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, that was great. That, um, uh, the Abalor 18, the, the one that was mm-hmm. just all dessert bomb, that was that was quite lovely as well. So it was a really good list this year. Yeah. Uh, let's so, hope it, it continues. We got a few <clears> more. A few more to go, obviously. Yep. We're, so let's uh, hope it continues. But I'm having a tough time uh, ranking these at the and, moment. And get ready. The run on Irish is coming soon because uh, yep. we're just about just about time to uh, start drinking the Irishes. That we are. And I think we've still got the turkey, the wild turkey rye to do. We have the three Irishes. And I think one more after that. I We did the Elijah Craig rye already, right? No. No. Okay. So we got the Elijah Craig. We didn't do Elijah Craig rye yet. We haven't done the wild turkey rye either. No, I think we did the Elijah Craig rye already. So I'm I'm pretty sure we did it a few weeks ago. I think we cracked that bottle. Okay, I could be wrong. I don't. But think yeah, we did. I mean, we've got we've got about five more to do. Um, and then of course there's one on the list we're not going to do, and we're not even going to talk about it because it doesn't deserve to be talked about. Nope. Um, Coach. what else? What else we got to do, Sammy? Uh, drink responsibly, especially with a whiskey this high proof. Yes, definitely. So not every week is going to be the best, right? Not and, your best effort, Premier League. And normally this is- normally when we write the show, we kind of go with some storylines and we group them together. And then, you know, although they may have been entertaining games, at the end we do, oh, so that happened. It kind of rounded it all out. And just to uh, show favor to this week, all that being said, rounding out all of Saturday's action and, oh, so that happened. Man City 2, West Ham 1, West Brom 1, Brighton 0, Villa 1, Leeds 0, Newcastle 1, Wolverhampton 1. Uh, just want to say um, arduous would be the word I'd like to use for yeah. having to watch all of Saturday's matches. Uh, it was a bit of a slog, wasn't it? <laughs> Ooh, um, Jeez. Uh, the, my favorite moment was Vladimir Sufal crying. Yeah, after the match? Yeah. Met- just a standard week in the Premier League. What are you so upset for? Well, we said we said this. Well, I, I think I was the one who said it, and you agreed with me when we did injury time. I said, this is going to be the most entertaining, ugly match you're going to watch this weekend. And it was hands down. It was a great watch. I mean, yeah. what West Ham went toe-to-toe with them. Absolutely. I mean, especially, I mean, talk about the stats a little. I mean, you they look could at the take, stats. They could take huge credit for that. The stats were pretty much even except for possession. Which both is teams, something to be said. Absolutely. I think both teams had the exact same shots on target in general. Yeah. And I think their shots yeah. were only off by one. Yeah, both of them, three shots on target. Uh, City had 10 shots. West Ham had nine shots. And that's despite 310 fewer touches. Um, City had 63.2% of the ball. So West Ham were extremely efficient. Uh, and, and. And got in tackles, uh, got in blocks because not everything was reaching, was in, reaching the goal. In comparisons to when Everton played City the week before, Everton sure they tied it up, and at the half it was one-one. But you felt like, eh, City's going to take this one. At the half of this one, you felt like City was maybe the better team, but you're like, West Ham's taking advantage of their opportunities. Oh yeah, they they barely missed on a few shots, and you're like. 
they're right fucking there. If, yeah. if, if city doesn't pay attention, they're going to catch them. They're going to catch them completely off guard. Mm-hmm. You could just, you had that sense. And when you're watching the game, you're like, this thing ain't out of touch for West Ham. No, West Ham it, is right the fuck in it. They're but in there. True, in true city fashion, you know, uh, they got goals from both their center backs. I mean, <laughs> I they're know. coming from fucking everywhere. Uh, you get they're, the Pep Guardiola is handing out goals in that team like Oprah does cars on her show. He fucking <laughs> you get a goal. You two, get a goal. You get a goal. Two set pieces. What does City think they're suddenly Stoke? Like what the fuck yeah, happened? Right. I don't, I think West Ham were just that organized. Oh, they were but, exceptionally organized. Um, but yeah, it's it's and, crazy. And it's absolutely Fabi- crazy. With Fabianski being hurt, and they had to go with uh, Randolph, Randolph. As, yeah. as the back. Like, uh, for me. Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, again, I said this last week. I'll, why don't they deserve an opportunity at the fucking Champions Did League? Did you they're hear? Play, they're playing. They're playing. Ex- they are staying in their lane. They are playing exactly the ball they need to play. They went out and they got the exact right loanee in a guy like Lingard who has something to prove and wants to go out there and prove it. And it's just enjoying his football as well. They're listening to Moyes. Moyes has got him fucking purring. I, I, this is the exact opposite of what I thought this team was going to be, but I'm sorry to be gushing over them, but they fucking, you remember Smokey wrote a fucking obituary for them in, in the closed Facebook group. Sam Graham, I'm going to say the following words and this is going to fucking sting. The best club in London right Uh, now is West Ham fucking United. No shit. That's the best fucking team in London right now. Spurs Mark uh, hit me up over the weekend again. We were talking during some of the games. And and he said the same exact thing. Is that West Ham are the best team in London. But then he also said this is the best team in 40 years. And I thought back and I said, yeah, I'm 35 years old. And this is the best I've ever seen him play. (laughs) Um, The (laughs) last time they were top four was the year it was 85 86 so it's the year Everton won I was born yeah yeah <laughs> that was it was the year Everton or it might have been the year I think it was 84 85 when Everton won 85 86 Liverpool came in first Everton came in second 86 87 Everton won so yeah it was the 85 86 so Liverpool came in first Everton came in second West Ham came in fourth place mm. like they they it, it's it, I'm happy to see the West Ham fans aren't getting in their own way because a lot of times, not the most attractive of football, they like to bitch and moan. You know, when they had Big Sam, what and football finishing. fan doesn't like to bitch and moan though? Right. I mean, so, just you, you man or Twitter? Yeah, <laughs> you, you see it. <laughs> True, but it's. I mean, there's really not much to say about City. The the streak continues, and who knows when the fuck they're going to lose. Like, who really right. fucking knows? I want to know if you heard David Moises, uh, David Moiseola's quote after the game. Mm. Uh, something about two things that you don't think would go together, but they do. Like, West Ham being in the top four goes together like chocolate and eggs. Right. <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, only from the fairy man. <laughs> only f- let's, uh, let's keep it rolling. Uh, moving on to... West Brom and Brighton. So, a uh, rather weird game. Yeah. Uh, uh, we can't talk about it. You can't well, do that. Uh, what but but I'm I'm set. Can I go ahead and no, start talking about it? No, we can't we can't do it. 
I actually wait. I changed my mind. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk it, about yeah. it right now. Right. No, uh, stop. Uh, we can't. But go to I VAR. just started Fuck talking. It. Go to I VAR. just started talking about it. I don't even I, know what I'm doing. Go I to VAR. I just started talking about it. I don't care. <laughs> All right, hold. Um, we're just going to retake it. Rego. Okay. Do it over. Do it over do again. again. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and talk about West Brom and Brighton because that is exactly how that play went down. Um, we have. This is what we have to talk about. We have. Um, let's see. Um, Lee Mason fucks it. Brighton misses <laughs> two penalties. That shit happened. Can we send both sides down for that game? Yeah, that I, was feel like, I feel like I feel like it's the punishment they deserve. <laughs> Putting uh, us through that. I'll be honest with you, Sam. I'm glad I missed the fucked up call. I had to see it later because started watching the match. I saw him Brighton missed the first penalty. I looked at the wife and I went. Our coffee pots broke. So I was like, you know what? Let's go grab a cup of coffee and have a drive. Not regretting that decision. Have a drive. How old are you? <laughs> I just drove around <laughs> the neighborhood for a minute. And did you put your suit on together. too with your little fedora? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> I mean, let's go for a drive. I had a scarf. Darling. I had driving gloves. <laughs> big fat sunglasses. We put the, we wind put up the, the front of it down. too? She, wind up the Model T? She sat in the back seat on the opposite side of me <laughs> <laughs> as I was driving her. Did you refer to her as mother the entire time too? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> And then got back <laughs> just in time to see fucking Welbeck fuck off his penalty opportunity. Uh, returned me an entire negative one in fantasy. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant trade. Yep. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> I mean, the I, game was terrible. It, it was, was ugly as shit. Brighton were, didn't even play decent football. Brighton are now. Aaron Connolly missed an open goal. As you said, uh, Pascal Gross off the crossbar from his penalty. Mm -hmm. Danny Welbeck off the post from his penalty. Then it came back and hit him. And he looked like he didn't even know what he did wrong. Well, obviously somebody else has to touch the penalty before you do. Yeah, that's, but that's 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 a foul. <laughs> doesn't happen enough. <laughs> Usually, the only time it really ever comes into play is when somebody slips and they kick the ball into their standing foot. Right. Yeah. That's the only time you ever really see it. Mm -hmm. um, so everybody kind of looked perplexed. But that was the only call, in my opinion. Lee Mason got right that day. Uh, uh, and then turned up with an injury. And was unable to be the fourth official in Liverpool's <laughs> game yesterday. Oh, quinky dinky? Well, I think so. We saw Mike Dean recently took himself out of the firing line. Now, I haven't heard of any death threats being levied against Lee Mason, but has um, well, uh, Brighton, Brighton are too nice of people to care about that kind of stuff. Yeah, but West Brom were the ones that had the things called against the penalties and stuff called against them. Uh -huh. Now, they may have, we won the game, doesn't matter, no harm, no foul. But remember, they're brummy. And um, well, no, that's actually, where Peaky Blinders is from. I, I take it. I take it back. Their most re their most revered player while in the prem was Glenn Murray. And when Glenn Murray played for uh, Palace, they used to send him death threats. So, yeah, yeah, right. I do well, remember that. So, yeah, but yeah. Anywho. So the the you know it just smacks of he needed to take himself out of the firing line after this performance. Uh, did you see uh, Lewis Dunk on his presser afterwards? No. What did he, he goes, say? I'm standing here talking about the game. I'm sorry. Why isn't he? Yeah. He told me to take the kick. He looked. I said, can I take the kick? He said, go ahead. And I took the kick. Yeah. Why isn't he in front of the press right now? Well, answering those questions. They were saying that on the desk as well was referees should have to come out and right. explain but, their decisions. But the desk does that all the time. That's fine. That was a player. Oh, yeah. I that was a captain I, I agree flat with out calling out a ref. I, mean, I agree with him. I haven't seen that there's been any repercussion. I hope there isn't because there shouldn't be. Because, you know, hey, look, everyone has a bad day. 
Lee Mason had a shit day. Just fess up to it. I I've never up. wanted, I've never seen the ground, a referee especially, mm-hmm. want the ground to open up and swallow him so bad. Oh, yeah. He just, <laughs> he just wanted to get the fuck out of there. You know what? <laughs> we have given this game all the attention it deserves. <laughs> you know, Brighton are now well right back in the fucking thick of it when we thought they had figured a way to get themselves out. They're tied with points on Newcastle. Yep. And, and Fulham are only three points behind the both of them. And West Brom got that little bit of light. They got that little, that's three points. Well, Big Sam said before the game, all we, if we keep eight clean sheets by the end of the season, we'll stay up. The other one and he said. the first game that he played after he said that, they kept a clean sheet. Yeah, he said, we need six out of, we need six points out of these next three games. Well, you already got three. Yep. You know, you already got three. All right, moving on to uh, Villa and Leeds. Um, Dean Smith, for the first time this season, changes up his lineup, decides, you know what? Uh, Douglas Louise, who's a great player, and Ross Barkley, who's a great player. You know what? You're not the right kind of energy that I need to play against a team like Leeds. And he puts in McGinn higher forward to kind of press the action. And then he puts in um, um, Randolph, Rudolph, the uh, kid, Mel, the um, Ramsey. Ramsey. Ramsey, yeah. And puts in Ramsey to play with uh, Macamba at in central midfield. It fucking worked. Yeah. It worked. It absolutely worked. I mean, to play against Leeds, you can't go at him, you know, uh, spearheaded by somebody that eats crayons. That was a <laughs> very true chippy, chippy fight. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, and Villa stormed out to an early lead, and Leeds just didn't have an answer. Yeah. It also helped that even on one leg, unable to take fucking goal kicks, Emmy Martinez is a goddamn boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does help. Hard to get that him past El Gacho. What do you have? Fucking. Seven saves or something, something ridiculous. Like they were popping in pain pills by the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching that. And the guy goes over and eats it out of the cat. I'm like, okay, that's either catnip or pain pills. Just, Not yeah. sure which. Getting them handed to him like Pez. He's like, nah, I'm going to fight through this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> I ain't remember. Benching me. Yeah. And, and, and the sad part is, is the guy behind him ain't a fucking slouch. It's fucking heating. He's yeah. good. He's yeah. really good. And they wouldn't put him in. They, it, they had to go with they kept. Kept on with Emmy, and he, um, he played his fucking ass off. Uh, that was brilliant. I, I found it very funny. Um, Target gets his yellow card and apparently <laughs> has um, uh, pictures of the referee wearing uh, lady skibbies because uh-huh. he then not once, twice, three times probably deserved a second yellow. Somehow didn't At get least. it. <laughs> Did oh, yeah. Not get I mean, it. just in the initial <laughs> incident where he got the yellow, he could have been given three yellows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But- Target, he looks like such a nice honest, sweet kid. Well, that was like, you remember uh, old Walt Woshez uh, Chesney, the old oh, Arsenal yeah. goalkeeper? Yes. Uh, we th- I, always, I don't know why you're looking at me because I, I don't. I always said um, that I he looks I, like physically. I call him Walt and his name is Walt. Okay. So. His name that's is Woshez. That's why he says old Walt because that's Got what it. I call him. But the way uh, he looks physically is like as soon as the referee hits a full-time whistle, he's jumping on a moped, a, a little scooter mm-hmm. and headed to the library. Because he just looks like a very innocent, upstanding citizen. Yeah. Yep. No, no, <laughs> uh, Target, Target looks like the cleanest cut kid that's ever played Duke lacrosse in his entire life. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? Much like Duke lacrosse players, Target fucks. <laughs> yeah. With or without consent. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. Allegedly, allegedly. Look, now, allegedly. look, at, look at Mel coming with the hot fire. <laughs> now, the, all of that being said, Robert should have been sent off 
in my opinion, as well, for oh, taking yeah. a swing at him. Yep. They both sake. should have been gone. Like, it's like, okay, we'll go 10 on 10 now. You two yeah. go sit down. You, go, you uh, guys need a break. Click was, sit, <laughs> click was sitting I'm, on a yellow. The only thing you could hope for is Garfield being charged that game. Yeah. Hey, take a break. Take a break, man. <laughs> take, take a, a break. break. Click, I think it was Click who had gotten an early yellow and then later in the game just had a grab by the shoulder pulled to the ground. Not not horrible, right? Not not like the worst pull down, but you look at it and you go, uh, that's normally a yellow, even just, just because it's cynical. And it's like, uh, I guess we're just letting him play today, huh, ref? Let's go get him. Yeah, I mean, the only thing you can say about Roberts, him not giving him a red, was because he was defending himself from targets targeting. Uh, but you know what that was a nice little win for Villa and I think the way that they uh, it's they outleaded Leeds yeah that was really that was really weird to see they 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 really went aggressive at him and it should have finished 1-1 Rafinha missed that guild edge chance oh god yeah he did that that header I thought it was Dunzo when it came through what a terrible header open your eyes mate just look at where you want to go. What are you doing? Um, He's completely by himself and absolutely screwed it up. Does I, it annoy you? Him. Go ahead. Him as a player, Rafinha. Uh-huh. Obviously coming over. He's a Brazilian coming over from uh, La Liga, right? I believe so. I think there's going to be a turn. He's going to be a fucking stud next year. He's already really good. I have a feeling once he's got a season under his belt in that system, He is going, I think he's a fucking 15 to 20 goal scorer and like a holy shit, where did this guy come from kind of player. Um, The way he does his shorts annoys me. Just the pull up short thing. Yeah. I got to show you my thighs. On the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Like Alexi Sanchez used to do. Yeah, but then pulls his fucking socks up halfway up his thigh too. Uh, It annoys you. He just wants you to really look at his thighs. (laughs) Look at look at my thighs. Look I at mean, him. These Jack big can't even get that up. He does wear the same style socks. They just can't get like mid calf. <laughs> he right. had to cut holes in the back of them, all right. like we- slits, <laughs> to get his fucking calves in it. Now, granted, it's all been jabs, but we've already given this entire day more than it deserves. <laughs> uh, Newcastle and Wolverhampton. Um, they played a professional match in the English Premier League on Saturday. Yeah, um, Lascelles and Neves both scored goals from headers from set pieces. Uh, so boring. Um, it was, and once Almiron and Maximo went off, there was no spark. <laughs> I was, I was about to say, it was like, okay, this is watchable, and then Saint Max goes off, and you're like, this isn't even watchable anymore. No, it was like when Tony Stark's chest thing didn't have a light in it, and he couldn't move fast or whatever it was. It was uh, a. <laughs> Newcastle outshot fucking wolves. Yeah. What kind of upside down world are we living in? Yep. Rounding out the rest of Sunday's action and, oh, so that happened. Are we detecting a theme, boys and girls? (laughs) Arsenal three, Leicester one, Fulham nil, Palace nil, Tottenham four, Burnley nil, Chelsea nil, Man U nil. And that's about all we need to say about that one. Liverpool nil, Sheffield nil. Uh, nice little win for your gunner, Sammy. Yes, uh, with a very weakened lineup. I uh, had my stomach in my throat when I saw the team sheet, um, and my fears were realized when uh, Yuri Tillemans put Lester up, and then three minutes later, Bert Leonard tried to gift Jamie Vardy a goal. <laughs> Luckily, uh, his he hadn't gotten going yet, and the Red Bull was still in full effect, and he uh, touched it immediately back to Bert Leno. Yeah. Because um, his first touch was so poor. Uh, 
And then David Luiz got Arsenal level in 39 minutes. Uh, we grew into the game. We started to From really. From William. He, William finally put off a good cross on a set piece. Another one. The only reason why you fucking signed him. I think his pass was deflected uh, for the second assist. But I think, he, honestly, you still give him the second assist as well yeah. uh, for the third goal. Uh, the Pepe scored because he was the one that got there and, and, and put clipped that ball past. Mm -hmm. I think it was Johnny Evans that was trying to close him down. Got to be a little nervous that uh, Smith Rowe went down with an injury. Yeah, but Odegaard's been playing very well, and I think he did in this game uh, also. Um, so where you're playing with the weekend lineup, let's talk about Lester, who has now lost Madison and Harvey Barnes. They are going to be in trouble, in my opinion. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Yuri Tielemann, and um, I don't know that they'll be able to cope with Didi it, to and, be yeah. honest. And they're, they're missing, well, Johnny Evans now, too. Oh, and, and that was Lacazette was yeah. the other goal from the uh, penalty that Ndidi gave away. Evans, Fufana, and Morgan are all down. So, basically, Sinyochu has to run the entire central defense by himself. Yep. Um, on the outside, Justin, young, promising player, down, but still like, young. Now, yeah. fortunately, you got Pereira back. You got Cassagne back. So you've gotten some some guys back. But, man, one step forward, two step back, unfortunately, mm -hmm. for Leicester. For and, the injury list, yeah. And and Barnes, it looks like, out for a considerable amount of time. Like, Madison, there's looks like he's going to come back. It's just, oh, that's, that's not good. Now, I don't doubt him because... Rodgers has been able to manage injuries with this team this entire season, and they've stayed in the top four pretty much this entire season. Yeah. But you have to wonder when is the damn going to break, and this might be it. It could be, I'm, but at the same time, you have somebody in Jamie Vardy who's ruthless as fuck, right? Yeah. And when Lester have needed him before, he's come up trumps. Yeah. So they don't need to be pretty. Like yeah. Harvey Barnes and James Madison can play. They can sit back and counterattack through Vardy. We can park the bus and throw the ball long. And he'll be fine, right? Yep. He'll he'll create some of those chances on his own. He'll get you a couple. He'll, so, he'll figure out a way. I think Lester will still be okay. I think you'll see their form dip a little. Um, but I don't think you'll see them drop out of the top four. Mm. And hopefully they can get them boys back before the end of the year. You guys have to keep it rolling, though. You, you got yourself back into the conversation, and then you lost a couple. And now... now you got the opportunity to get yourself back in the conversation. Don't fuck it off. Right. Like you're say, you know, it, go, go. I think we, we got some much needed rest for Bakuya Saka, um, for Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, um, for Bellerin, for yeah. both center backs, holding and Gabrielle. We've got some much needed rest for these guys. And, uh, and hopefully we can keep trucking along. Um, nope. Next match, Fulham and palace. The other early match, uh, Fulham <laughs> dominated, dominated. I mean, great, great game out of Guaita. He had four saves, looked really good. But yep. uh, what was the analogy you wanted to throw at me about uh, uh, this that fits so perfectly? Fulham was, uh, well, just watching it, because I, I, I kind of played out the eighth grade dance thing. Um, but Fulham actually did try and try hard, uh, like a sweaty 16-year-old boy trying to get a date from the head cheerleader. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and her just being, <laughs> nope. No, no, not man. happening. Putting the wall no, up. Yeah. Not, no, 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 <laughs> not here. Yeah. And uh, but it, he just kept trying, kept asking her out, and she continually turned down his his uh, best efforts, and um, and yeah, it just ended in a stalemate. <laughs> um, my boy, my boy for my bet, uh, Maja had a wide open header. He uh -huh. should have put away. Yep, and that would have completed I mean, that my bet as well. <laughs> yeah, 
that would have that that should have gotten put away. It really, I mean, he was he was above the defender. He had a good look. He hit it perfectly. He just nicked it a little. Sometimes you get that good looking header, and you just you focus in on it so much to go. I'm going to put this right off the upper nineties, right in that little corner, right there, and you go whoop right over top of the post <laughs> instead yeah. of just hitting it right at fucking goal and putting it in the back of the net. Right. Um, I wish it was possible, but the performance was so poor from Palace. Despite it being a draw, Fulham are the only ones deserve it of a point. Yeah. <laughs> you can't give them three because they didn't score a goal. Much like but, West Brom and Brighton, where yeah. we, wanna, we both want them to go down because of the game yeah. we just watched. Palace should just get nothing for this, and Fulham should only get a point for not scoring. Yeah, but you know like, what? It was just that piss poor from Palace. The, I, but this week, that smash and grab and that and that draw, pretty much, I think that pretty much wraps up security and safety for Palace. I mean, They're, it could be. They'll but be you, in the Prem again. You, you got to think about it. They Brighton were on the back of the longest unbeaten streak outside <laughs> of City in the league. Lose just two, just two weeks ago, and now they're in. Now they're involved. Four, four points out of the drop zone after Three. dropping two. No, it's um, they're at four. Um, they were no New, because Newcastle, Newcastle and them are both on twenty six points, and this point for Fulham brought them up to twenty three. Oh, okay, points. that's right. My my mistake. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. they have a better goal differential. Palette, um, uh, uh, Brighton. Brighton. Yeah, but which is at this stage of the season, as we always talk about the old cliche, like having an extra point on the board. Um, but so things can turn quickly and palace can find themselves sucked right back <clears throat> into it. If they can't get out of their own way. Right. Yeah. Spurs. So now you score. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is the rebirth of Gareth Bale. <laughs> I mean, completely. And as much as it pains me to say it, they were fucking excellent. Now, Burnley, dealing with a ton of injuries, also had a very weakened lineup. Mm -hmm. um, but they still had Nick Pope. Yeah. Uh, Son played, Son and Gareth Bale both played fucking phenomenal passes. Actually, Son played two phenomenal <laughs> passes uh, for the open, for all assists mm -hmm. uh, that were brilliant. Um, and Gareth Bale's two finishes were lovely. Harry Kane's was, was a bit fortunate because um, it took a deflection that took it over Nick Pope. Mm -hmm. um, but, but it was- That's what strikers do. Yeah, I mean, Put yourself in the right situation. Imagine that you have four, uh, you have three world class frontmen and one really good frontman in Lucas Mora. Mm -hmm. So you have four excellent players on the field, and you let the shackles off. And imagine that they scored some fucking goals. Yeah, it's not rocket science, Jose. <laughs> yeah. It really isn't. Let the, let your players play. Play to your strengths. You don't have a world class defense, so attack. Right. Use your world-class talent to your benefit. It's especially, There's no reason Harry Kane should be the only person beyond midfield. Especially those three, and that's the first time those three have started a game together in the Prem this season. Right. It's well, Gareth Bale needed a while to get his legs under him again. It's the 26th fucking game in the season, and you finally just now decided, oh, let's go with Barrett on one side, Son on the other, and fucking Kane down the middle. Let's do that. That yeah, sounds like a Lucas great Mora idea. And Lucas Mora right behind them. It was, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. And for Spurs, I just don't understand why he wouldn't do it. Spurs, the exact same thing. They've now put themselves back in the conversation again. Correct. You know, because fortunately the league is that tight that you're back in the conversation. But what again. happened last time after when they won five one? What happened last time? 
And they went out and fucked off. Fucked off. They went right back to parking the bus for absolutely no reason. So let's see what happens and see what Tottenham we get next week. Um, Burnley, not out of the woods yet. Nope. It, you know, it was like, and that you, was a shit performance. And they had just put up a couple of great matches, scoring goals, seemed like things were going their way. And then just like that, they right were picked back, apart. Right back in the fucking thick of it again. They Absolutely. are not free. And there's one last team, surprisingly, that we'll talk about here towards the end, that also, they aren't out of the fucking woods yet either. Liverpool? Uh, yeah, them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chelsea, Manchester United. Let's only talk about really one thing. Uh, the, the penalty was not the, the penalty call was not a penalty call. And the only reason why anybody even thought it might be a penalty call was because it would have favored Manchester United. Right. Greenwood threw his arm up into uh Hudson. Was it a doy or James? Uh, that was I think it was Hudson Adoy. Yeah. He threw his arm up into uh, um Adoy's chest. Adoy put his hand on his arm to push it away. The ball happened to hit his hand. It was not a fucking handball. It shouldn't have even been talked about. There's no reason why Ole should be pissed off that it wasn't called as a handball. Or Luke Shaw saying what he said after the game. The, it, what are you it talking is, about? It is, and then bringing the, the credibility of the referee into question. It is. It I is, heard. Did you hear that? Yeah. I heard him say to Harry Maguire that if I call a penalty here, there's going to be a lot of talk about it. Yeah. So I can't give it. Like, just no. Fuck off. What are you doing? He, that That is that is Manchester United at its height of its, you know, elitism. Of, oh, absolutely. Oh, well, we deserve that. No. Well, you know no. what wasn't elite was through 62 minutes. This is the first line of my notes. Through 62 minutes, just three shots on target between the two teams. Yeah. It was fucking horrible. Ugh. Both keepers did make a couple of pretty good saves. Uh, Mendy's, I think, was probably the best <clears throat> in the game where the ball came through mm-hmm. plenty of bodies, and he would have seen that very, very late. Um, but good reaction to, to 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 save it. But other than, I mean, it is some decent football through the middle of the pitch. But the the final ball in this game lacked every single time. The final ball was just piss poor. Um, Manchester United fans, you want to know why you're going to finish in second place? It's not because Manchester City's on such a great run. Your form against the quote unquote big six: five nil nil draws and two losses. That is it. That is it. That's. That's your fucking stats. Yep. You want it, and don't talk about the oh, we lost one to a shittier. No, five nil nil draws. You don't want to win. That 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 right there tells me you don't have the want or desire to win. That you are perfectly fine seeing out the long con and finishing in the second place because of it. You know. Yep. Finally, the Reds desperately needed a win. And they finally got it, and they finally get a shutout. You make the reference to the um, to the sixteen year old boy trying to get a date with the cheerleader. Yep, this is the one where, you know, sometimes been on a cold streak. You need you need you need some action, and you know the person across the bar might not be the most of, um, attractive of mates, but it's the mate that's there, and you're gonna score, and you know it's a sure thing. That is exactly what Liverpool Sheffield United they was. They needed a game against the worst team in the league <laughs> they, they to just, get some confidence they back. They just needed it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it would have been really good if they had won like four or five nil, like that really kind of like, all right, we're back, baby. But you just needed a win. So Two what you're saying is shut out. That's it's something. This is the this is the rebound after the long relationship. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what that was. Terrible, absolutely you terrible. You don't. And you don't Aaron feel Ramsdale, very good about it. Aaron Ramsdale did his it best. Counts. Yeah, as 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 
in this analogy, uh, Aaron Ramsdale did his best work as a wing lady trying to stop her friend from engaging. Oh, yeah. Blocking it all. <laughs> Blocking it all. No, he had himself no. a hell of a game. <laughs> yeah. It was terribly unfortunate with the deflection for Firmino's goal uh, that, that uh, kind of flattered Liverpool, in my opinion, on the scoreline. Um, and Curtis Jones, you know, nabbing that goal was was well done to him. You know, he reacted well, came to him. Um, but whew, another arduous game. Yeah, just uh, wanted to fall asleep. It was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> just All right. Hey, Sam, one more segment. Guess what it's going to be called? Rounding out Monday's action in, oh, so that happened. Everton won Southampton nil. Everton scores very, very quickly right off the bat to make us all think, hey, maybe it'll be different. <laughs> wrong, wrong, no, wrong. It's going to be a very slow, tedious, unattractive match. <laughs> I didn't even listen to it. I thought I'd been punished enough by the footballing gods all weekend, excuse me, that I didn't even listen to it today in the car. The Toffees and Carlos, <laughs> and I quote, Unbusy bench because <laughs> we didn't have many guys who we were trying to give people some rest. Well, every, uh, everybody that doesn't like foreigners and all that shit and Brexit or all the xenophobic <laughs> people can fuck off because the amount of new words that the foreigners bring into the English language so being their, their second language <laughs> is fucking hysterical. Like Daniel Farker referring to them as the topics. Yes. <laughs> and uh, this uh, Jurgen Klopp's favorite word is situation situation. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's brilliant. An unbusy bench. Yeah. Uh, Davies, <laughs> James, Coleman, perfectly healthy. Just didn't put him on the bench. Why? I'm fucking resting him. I'm going to play the chess game. <laughs> Hence the unbusy bench. Yeah. I don't even want, I, I don't even want to be influenced to maybe put them <laughs> on the pitch that I'm not even including him on the bench. I'm just telling him you got the day off boys. Go rest. <laughs> yeah. Cause a game like this, you definitely would have brought on Davies. You yeah. definitely would have brought on Coleman and you definitely would have brought on. Ames. Yeah. You definitely would have brought them all on. Um, Richie, nice little goal. He's uh, now scored three straight uh, matches. So he's doing well. I heard he did some diving though. Oh yeah. A lot of diving. <laughs> so much diving. <laughs> Which is funny because that would bring me on to the next person. Knowing the amount of diving my team was doing in this match, <laughs> uh, Salisu, who was starting in center back uh, next to um, Vestergaarden. A lot of time on the ground. Him and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin would go up for 50-50s and he'd end up on the ground. It's like, you're center back, mate. They ain't going to call it. <laughs> Get the <Yeah>. fuck up. <laughs> Got subbed out because of it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Spent more time on the ground than he did actually standing up. Might as well take him off the pitch. Here's here's the thing. Saints are fucking free falling. They've got one draw in their last nine. Um, they have not won since beating Liverpool. And if you don't finally win a game, I'm sorry, you're falling into this battle because if you Very keep well fucking be. losing, especially if you keep losing and God forbid you lose to any of the teams below you, you're in trouble. You are right in the middle of this fucking battle. And then for Everton, step in the right direction. Yeah. They're, they've still got the game in hand. They're right there in fucking seventh place. They're they're in the conversation. They're definitely, I mean, they win. they win their game in hand. They're then they're then in the top four, like so. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, that's really the big thing, and that's is as ugly as the overall weekend's action was. It's kind of apropos to what the league is right now. It's that tight and it's that fucking unpredictable. Absolutely, and uh, you know, 
just to, to, to round out the action uh, of favorite trope of ours that we like to use, and this was the weekend for it, Mel, uh, you know, they can't all be winners. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. You won't hear the brilliance, but it was brilliant. <laughs> hey, Sam, it was still shitty action. We still managed. We're going to be over an hour on this show because we're already at 45 minutes. Yeah. We all lost this week, even the bird. Um, so you got partway on your bet, but that's not a winner. And you're back down now to minus 565. Sammy, what are you picking for us this week? Well, just to make sure that I stay down to, to give you some encouragement, uh, my bet this week is going to be plus 549 uh, once I hit it. And I'm going for a Wednesday triple away special. Okay. Uh, I am parlaying Leicester to beat Burnley, Villa to beat Sheffield, and United to beat Palace. All right. Burnley were that piss poor that I think Lester can do it easily without <laughs> Madison and Barnes. <laughs> without missing half their fucking team, yeah. they could still be. I think they'll be fine. All right. Um, yeah, so plus 549 uh, is the odds I got on that. All right, so still has you down, but it'll at least get you back close You're down to $16. Uh, precisely. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. All right. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Patty, you were so close, man. Wolves and fucking Newcastle. That that was the one that should have hit. It should have been. It should have been Wolves one nothing. Like that's what it should have been. Just fucking Newcastle had to go and fucking score. Yeah, Hulk smash yeah that's, how, that's how it's been going lately. You know, I mean, in the previous week, uh, that three game parlay, all I needed was Tottenham, and uh, you know they sucked it up. So yeah. it so, is what it is. So uh, <laughs> what do you, what do you got for us this week? Um, uh, this week I'm going to try my hat at a, uh, heavy favorite parlay, two game parlay. So I'm down, uh, $1,327 <laughs> and, um, I'm pretty much getting fucked on all my bets. So let's see how this one works out. <laughs> uh, so, uh, for midweek games, I'm pretty, keeping it pretty simple. Uh, Man- Manchester city over Wolver- uh, Wolverhampton at minus 476 parlayed with Manchester United over Crystal Palace at minus 227. And on a $250 bet, that will pay me $185. Uh, <laughs> That's it, how desperate I am. <laughs> it's, it, you know what? It, it's fucking something. It's fucking something. And especially, let's, Palace has not been playing well, and Wolves can't find anybody to score for them, and City can't fucking lose. So, yeah, I couldn't I, take the minus one and a half goals for Manchester City because I know I'll just get fucked. I don't know. It'll be like a a, a late goal, meaningless goal just to cover the spread. Or yeah, it'll, end up being, it'll end up being one nothing, like a one nothing win for City and you'll be like, great, uh, City won, but I'm fucked. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I'm just going to pick a straight up winner and not and not deal with points, Not at least not during the midweek. Excellent. <laughs> so did the cops pull you over because uh, Sam was... Uh, <laughs> Telling everybody to tech to to reach yeah, out to the, the North wrong Carolina. City. I was coming from Myrtle Beach. I, I go nowhere close to Raleigh, though. Oh, it's uh, the only other town in North Carolina I can think of. Well, Myrtle Beach time. is in South Carolina. There, <laughs> all killer. right. But well, North Carolina's on the way home, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you could have said like <laughs> yeah. Wilmington, Rocky Mount, who would have Wilmington, 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 Delaware. Yeah. No, Wilmington, <laughs> yeah. North Carolina, dork. Never heard of it. All right. Seriously, <laughs> never heard of it. All right, so um, uh, I went to a nightclub in Wilmington, Delaware once. It was called Lavish. It looked like a <laughs> shitty basement. 
Okay, so uh, so I, Wilmington, Pat, Delaware, totally isn't that just a a, a, a rest stop area to, to, on your way to New York City or Basically. Atlantic City or something? Basically, yeah, yeah. So so Pat, at least you got this one over on uh, Sam Graham. You at least have a very fair understanding of geography. <laughs> so, I understand geography. He does, he he has never he heard of some bumfuck town in North Carolina called Wilmington. He doesn't Wilmington. know of major cities in North Carolina like Wilmington. <laughs> yeah, Wilmington's not a major I'm, North Carolinian city. There's an international airport it's there. It's right next to Camp Lejeune. I know Camp Lejeune. Okay, well maybe then you're Wil- close. Maybe Wilmington should do something a little bit more famous than be the home of the fucking Marine Corps. I'm pretty <laughs> sure okay. Wilmington's larger than Delaware. I mean, Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Delaware itself is only this big. <laughs> I could, I could yeah, stand really. at the southern tip of Ocean City and piss all the way to the top of Delaware. All right, all right, Patty. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week, brother. Okay. Or Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. That's right. Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fucking Thursday yeah. show again. Thir- thir- well, it doesn't matter. You're gonna lose, and then you'll call us Thursday, <laughs> and you'll lose again. That's kind of how it's been going for you lately. Well, I was almost thinking of just saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm not even gonna pick. I'll just." Put a hundred dollars down on whatever Houston's freaking up. Putting, I'll just take, I'll just put a hundred on your bet. I was almost thinking of doing that. All right, well, you know that that might be a smart I move. Mean, except for, except for the problem is, if I pick the same thing, the same game as Sam picks, I automatically lose. So that's what happened to me this week. No shit. Yeah, <laughs> basically. All right, brother. We'll talk to you Thursday. All right, have a good one. All right, like I said, bet the same game as you. My mistake. So now I'm down 120, which is still less than you. Um, but that's okay because it's been documented, Sam, in Vegas, that I am 238 and five when when a Sunderland till I die player doesn't score to hit your bet. <laughs> that's right. It's fucking documented. Big Sam's lock of the week. 29.6 percent of the time, it works 100 percent. Of the time Uh, for the midweek, I'm going to take a duo of goal scorers and a parlay. I'm going to take Jamie F and Vardy to score against Burnley because who the fuck else for the boxes is going to score? No shit. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin to score against West Brom. That will net me plus 331. Mm. So when you lose and I'm only down 16 US dollars. Uh, you're going to be super pissed. No, I won't because <laughs> you're going to miss and I'm going to hit. So that was a pretty great segment, but we give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. So Kitty missed with the Foxes and she sits at 13 and 13. For the midweek games, I gave her Aston Villa heading to Sheffield United. Now, Kitty showed me a Zoom video of her watching last season's match during Project Restart with Roger Taylor, Simon Lebon of Duran Duran fame, and the three of them witnessed the goal lineup mishap that ultimately led to Villa's survival. Despite the internet delay involved with every Zoom watch party, the boys were happy their villains survived, and so Kitty is clearly a villainista picking them to beat Stoplights! And always, gentlemen, remember, and ladies, gamble legally what, what, what? Much, well, no, finish your oh, sentence. Okay. Let's say gamble legally and responsibly. <laughs> much, like the, much like this weekend's action, uh-huh. not your best effort. Oh, you suck.
Uh, fantasy's not over again, and there's a lot of midweek action, so the games are even too close to really go over. We'll talk about it on Thursday. Yep. Oh. We'll do uh, that on Thursday. Yep. And uh, did the other games happen, and I lost, and I really don't care, so we don't need to continue that. Sammy, any parting words? Um. Nah, I guess not. <laughs> I was going to be a dick and try to open a can of worms, so we hit an hour and a minute just to... <laughs> Piss Mel off, but I, I'm not going to do that. I will give you one parting remark. Okay. Um, uh, today, March 1st, uh, marks the 41st anniversary of the passing of one Mr. Dixie Dean, Everton Great. Okay. And uh, one thing that uh, Dixie did in a single season that when we talk about unbreakable records, this one's going to be fucking it. In a 40-game season, this man scored 60 fucking goals. <laughs> In a single fucking Jesus. season. Hey, is it safe to say that Dixie fucks? <laughs> Dixie definitely fucks. And if you see, I mean, the, the big statue that you see in pictures in front of Goodison, like the big fuck, like, fuck you, I'm here, I'm a man picture statue, that's Dixie. Like right. that big, oh, I don't, like, you think you call Duncan, sir? Duncan called Dixie, sir. Right, <laughs> That's yeah. all there was to it. So Dunk yep. is just an underboss. <laughs> yeah. Dixie's the head. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was the, uh, it's the anniversary of his passing and uh, worth mentioning just because it's a great record that a Liverpool person will never break. So <laughs> that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Actually, yes. you know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> somebody shared something in, in DUFC in the Drunk United FC of closed Facebook group that everybody should join. Um, and... Uh, it was Arsenal used to have a player called David Dix, and uh, <laughs> he was injured. Yes, and we've th- had this joke before. I know, but you're just he eating just up time, Dixie, right? Yeah, oh, okay. pretty much. <laughs> you caught on. Yes. www.patreon.com/backslash/dfootballshow. Sign up, and we'll see you on injury time, which is coming up next. Where I'll be chastising both Sams. <laughs> All right. Next up, injury time. Yes, that's it. <laughs> we'll talk to you on Thursday because we got some midweek action. Until next time, uh, until Thursday, everybody. Bye. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Straight and short, Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button.